From the Asset Builder headquarters in Dallas, Texas, welcome to Keep It Simple, a show that discusses simple techniques and philosophies to help de-stressify investors around the world. I'm your host, Jared Herzog, and welcome to the show. Today is our second installment of our retirement series hosted by our very own CEO, Kenan Gross, and also our usual Michael French. And today we're talking about mental acuity. How do you maintain mental acuity in retirement? Studies after studies show that our cognition tends to decline as we melt into retirement. So Michael and Kenan discuss ways to curb this as people move into retirement. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can email us with suggestions for future episodes at podcast at assetbuilder.com. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. All right, without further ado, let's get to the show. All right, good afternoon, gentlemen. How are y'all doing today? Doing great, Jared. Doing good. And we're welcoming Kenan back for our second episode of our retirement series. Have we thought of a snazzy title for our retirement series yet? Nazi retirement. You just came up with it. Oh, brilliant. Man, I'm brilliant. Unbelievable. On the fly, too. Um, so you all want to jump right in? Yeah. Sure. Research has shown that concept formation, abstraction, and mental flexibility decline with age, especially after age 70. Ken, what are some of the steps that you have taken to combat this sort of uh, problem in your own life? I think a big part of that is just pursuing knowledge. And the pursuit of knowledge can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. But I think in our work life, what we do is we create uh, experience that almost represent a tool chest of tools that we've learned in working with people, managing people, interacting with people. And that tool chest, and I had an opportunity at one point in time uh, not to work. I I wouldn't say I retired, but one of the things that I found myself doing was searching for places that I could use the breadth of the toolbox because it was easy to find things to do and places to work, uh, either in nonprofit or whatever. And the problem is, is all you could do was use your uh, screwdriver. There was not a place to use the breadth of the tools that you've gained. You know, Michael, you probably have some thoughts on this. What yeah. yeah, in your old age, what have you been doing to combat the uh, steady decline? <laughs> I've just been raising children. I think I think one of the things that that was really interesting is is talking through this with Ken, and you realize that people early on in life, kind of in the stage that you're in, Jared, and then the stage that I'm in, a lot of the effort that we put forth to learning anything is like Ken said, work related, because we're trying to advance our careers, we're trying to grow, and so. Um, you know, you, you get out of school and you have a degree in finance and you think you've conquered the world. And then people are like, well, no, you need to get your CPA or your CFA or CFP. There are these professional designations, um, early on in life. I thought I wanted to be an actuary and man, if you ever think that you really like math, become an actuary. And then if you uh, continue that process, you're smarter than I was because I took some of those exams and I thought, man, there's this just, this is a lot. It's not something that I actually enjoyed. Um, my, my current job, I actually think if I didn't have to work, I would still be interested in doing what I do because it's the thing that is most interesting to me. What makes things valuable? What makes things more valuable than other things? So 
my career, I've benefited because I've moved from having work-related efforts turn into something that is truly a hobby or a passion. Um, but one of the things that I think has been really kind of illuminating is that as I've gotten older, you know, progressed in my career, a lot of what I've learned has been, and the tools that I've developed have been geared towards helping others. And so people ask sometimes, you know, what, what are you good at? And I think what I'm, what I'm actually probably most passionate about is taking complex ideas and turning them into simple understandings that people can take away something that was complex you can distill it down into something that is simple and then they can take that and they can execute some plan i know a podcast that's based around that premise is is it is it is it a really good podcast it's the best podcast actually (laughs) absolutely so that I, i think that is the thing that when Kenan talks about pursuing knowledge, you know, and, and developing that toolbox, that's what I've seen in my life is that you start off with just all I have to do is learn stuff. And then as you age, learning that stuff translates into somehow I need to take the stuff that I've learned and apply it to different situations. And right. so one of the things that Kenan has uh, talked about a lot in the last couple of years, especially is uh, success in, in, in just in our lives, finding success then finding significance and then leaving a legacy. And I think success, Kenan, you've, you've talked about that as being the thing that we do in our work life, the thing that allows us to provide for our families. So um, when you think of success, how do you define that in terms of work and in terms of the toolbox? Yeah, I think the I think each one of these success, excuse me, success, significance, and legacy are they fit together from the perspective of they almost represent chapters in life. In that the early part of your life, you're very focused on success. Um, climbing the ladder in your business life. For me, it was, I've always been very passionate about being an entrepreneur, finding those opportunities. Obviously, uh, even today, that's a big part of uh, my definition. You know, one of the things that happens is you are identified by what you do. Mm -hmm. And the first question that somebody asks is normally, what do you do? And uh, normally entrepreneur is not in there. But I also don't define myself by what I do today because that is something that's built into being an entrepreneur. Um, The significance, uh, which we'll talk a little bit more in a second, but then there's the legacy. And so I think each one of these are chapters in life. The success is uh, surely certainly represents the first part of your life. And I think that represents what you're trying to achieve as you start out, whether you know the, you get married, you have a work life, you're you're focused on very much financially supporting your family and the necessary skills and earning power that you have at that point in time. And then, what's significance? Uh, significance um, is being able to train others or impart knowledge to others that allows them to be successful. So I think it's this, at first, it's what you are doing as an individual. Mm -hmm. 
the second part is what you're doing to uh, train others, uh, making others others successful. Yeah. Um, which, when you think about it, that's an extremely um, powerful thought. And if you think about it, what did they call that um, when you, you know, you go to, you, you may not necessarily get a degree, but you go and work for somebody else. As, apprentice. As an, an apprentice. apprentice. Yeah. Uh, I think is a good uh, maybe uh, example of that where, you know, you're going to a master to learn that skill. And that's oftentimes what an apprentice does. And I think the way that I think about it is a little bit more along those lines in that you have gained success with regards to the field that you've chosen to uh, be in, the, uh, the stability that you've created with your family. And for a lot of us, as we move into significance, and that's where they kind of run together because you may be teaching your kids how to be successful. So the question is, does for you as a person, does success ever end? Does significance ever end? And then the interesting part is when we get to legacy, what that looks like and feels like. Yeah. I think, you know, what, what Kenan said, when you start a career and it's just you're climbing a ladder and so you're acquiring skills and the way Kenan talks about it in a toolbox you're you're gathering tools um we work with a couple of people who are really good at just learning new skills as they need those skills to advance the significance when you start showing other people how to use those skills in different situations so um, I've seen people who are really successful, for instance, uh, at in, in this business, go out and become really good coaches because what are they good at? They're good at motivating people, causing people to do certain things. And so the skill that they learned, the financial aptitudes that they developed aren't necessarily what translates. What translates is the ability to apply that knowledge in a disciplined way so you know they move into a different field and they find their significance in 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 that other field and then the legacy is the part that uh, Kenan and I have talked a couple of times several times about the fact that when we're looking when we're when we're doing things that provide significance we're usually benefiting others other people are learning and then legacy is all about transferring everything that's in my toolbox. So not just the knowledge that I've learned, but the wisdom of knowing how to apply that knowledge in various situations. And I transfer that to other people. And then that's the legacy piece where I've taken my knowledge and I've transferred it to other people. I've taken my wisdom. I've transferred that so that they are now able to, um, go themselves and do things and it's almost like you look out and you think you know you might do it with your kids you might think well i've got a bunch of little mini me's um but we do it here in the business even i think you know uh in in a business world you have people who you don't necessarily call them your mentees but you're mentoring them you're teaching them what you know um with the hope that if anything were to happen to you they would be able to carry on and do the work that you're doing because it's valuable. And I think that that is uh, 
kind of the goal that you would have in any in anything that you do in life that you find valuable. Uh, you would want it to continue after you're gone. So how does this all translate into keeping your mental acuity as we get past these three stages? Yeah, I think, Jared, that's that's a really good point here because I think there's there's a part of this that says, hey, in order to keep your mental acuity, are you allowing you the definition of who you are be based off what you do? I think mm-hmm. that's a really big problem because typically what happens is if somebody retires that says, hey, I'm going to do something else from this point forward. Um, if you're defined by what you did and you can't do it anymore and you all of a sudden lose the, what I would call the earning potential off that, if that's what happens, that is an extremely dark chapter or could be a dark chapter in your life because, uh, you know, one of the things that I think is extremely important is, uh, which we kind of glazed over a little bit, is this pursuit of knowledge. So, so very important. Uh, I know somebody who, the minute they retired, they dropped into a chair and the TV is what they spent a lot of their time doing. Mm. Um, But this idea of pursuit of knowledge can really enhance your thinking uh, it's things that you can share with others, um, you know, whether it's something, you know, as simple as, uh, like for me, for instance, and I know you too, Jared, uh, Jared's way better at this than I am because he's a professional with regards to music and uh, sound and that kind of thing. But I enjoy uh, doing sound for our church, and there's just a lot of complexities there, and you know, given today's generation that is, uh, I call them the gaming generation, they are so fast on moving sliders and buttons. I don't hardly touch the board, but I think I can coach them on, hey, what are you listening to? You know, what do you hear? Solving problems. And so that's this kind of maybe natural um, ability that we've gained over time if we think about it, success, significance, and legacy. And for me, the legacy is a little bit different than what Michael defined it as. I kind of think of it as capturing a legacy. Um, I think if you are, there's this idea that things I do um, that I'm passionate about, uh, and because we're coming out of this COVID environment, think about how many memorials you've gone to. And what happens is people collect information, they collect, uh, you know, pictures, they collect uh, writings, whatever they can that that person may have had. And then they share it from a second person perspective. But I think it's so much more powerful to hear it from a first person perspective. And if you are pursuing knowledge, you know, whether that's photography, videography, uh, just stamp collection, coin collections, what do you... How are you drawing others into that so you can transfer or or enjoy that with them so that, you know, the memories that created, for instance, my, my uh, excuse me, myself and my wife, we love to travel. So to me, those memories are the opportunity to capture the legacy because you won't be, be remembered by, hey, this is what I used to do in my work life. You'll be remembered by the memories that you create, whether it's with a grandchild a child, or others in your life or loved ones. And is that a broad stage 
to which you can capture a legacy. I think the broader the stage, the more impact. And not that I'm looking for gratification of the impact, but it's just the joy that comes from sharing that with the people that you love. Yeah, I think the one thing that that I've seen uh, and listened to people talk about is just how that that should be a lifelong process. Right. Um, you know, I think when you think about work, it's, well, I'm going to get to know a certain amount of things and then it's just going to, I've got to take continuing education, but that becomes a chore. And so it, we look at, we look at it from a work perspective as now I'm done. And I think what, what's really kind of hit me is that pursuit of knowledge is going to be this lifelong process that you're not going to say, okay, well, now that I know something, I can now dial it in. Um, when, when Kenan was telling me about his friend who was kind of, you know, the minute he retired, he hit the, the recliner. Um, and to age ourselves, I would call that a lazy boy. Oh, oh the lazy boy. I can tell your <laughs> when, age just based <laughs> off you call it a recliner. recliner. So, so you think about that person, uh, the, the amount of knowledge that they had, the skills that they had, the talents that they had, that, that they weren't spending time passing on to other people. You were really kind of at that point, you're forfeiting the opportunity you have to impact the world, which is kind of sad. Um, and so I think when we were talking about, you know, hey, what's the one thing that you would take out of this? It would be don't ever let that pursuit end mm -hmm. and, and, and recognize yeah, that one. when you're at 80, you still have this massive opportunity to take your tool chest and to apply it for the benefit of other people and for the benefit of the people around you uh, just by sharing what you know. And so... I think as a society, um, Americans, we tend to value things that are new and shiny. Um, if you were in so many other cultures, you would be uh, valued for your age and for your wisdom and your knowledge. And um, it, it's important to let the world in on the stuff that you know and the stuff that is valuable. Yeah, I think part of it is, is that um, part of the pursuit of knowledge is... Um, and how that plays in. I think you have tools. Tools would be, to me, um, toys. Like one of the things, I, I know somebody who uh, had uh, a brain injury. They went into rehab, and in that rehab, they were given tools to bring them back to, in, in rehab, bring them back to where they were. And they were puzzles, memory things, and I think those are all very good. Uh, my mom plays Sudoku uh, religiously. I mean, that's a big part of what she does. She does, solves um, crossword puzzles. I think those are all tools um, that probably help because otherwise they wouldn't prescribe that in a rehab process for a brain injury. Um, right. But then I think there's this idea that, hey, in creating this success, significance, and legacy, and really focusing on legacy, to me, knowledge is a part of it, but I think the legacy is really about capturing those memories and staying focused in and listening to those around you who you love. Yeah, I think, I mean, if I was going to, if I was going to tie it all together, I would say a lot of those things, uh, the way that you're creating those memories is going to be spending the time with people, you know, being engaged, being in the moment. Um, I've, I've, 
found myself recently wanting to listen to a lot of podcasts while people are talking to me because people are annoying and they're telling me their problems. And I mean, by people, I mean, family, friends, you know, everybody's got an issue and I'm still at that place where I just value the knowledge. So mm. instead of listening to people's emotions, I would rather listen to information and I think stepping away from that and understanding that you sharing your emotions with me and then me responding in a way that's useful and helpful to my kids or my friends, my wife, um, creates those memories, creates those bonds. Nobody's ever going to remember that, oh yeah, dad was listening to a podcast about flattening yield curves and the implication on foreign trade. Like nobody's ever going to care but they are going to care that I sat down and listened to them talk to me about their friend who had COVID, who didn't really have COVID, but who might've had COVID. And oh my gosh, did you know that she was going to be the lead ballerina? And you're like, that matters more to my daughter than yield curves. And so me setting aside things that are necessarily interesting to me, being in the moment with her, uh, does ultimately help build a legacy, even though at that moment I'm not passing along any information to her. What I am passing along to her is a, is a belief and an understanding that she is more valuable than yield curves, than trade information. And I think that that can also be important to people. So, you know, if you're, if you're stuck in a place where you're like, I have nothing less left to give the world, that's not true. You have an ear. You have, mm -hmm. you know, an ability to listen and to just communicate with people. That's extremely valuable. So to close, Kenan, what, what is going to be your pursuit of knowledge as you keep getting older and older? What do you think that your pursuit of knowledge will be? Um, I think there's two things. The pursuit of knowledge is, for me, something that I've strived for for quite a while. And knowledge, to me... Um, is things like videography, photography, sound, those kinds of things is pursuit of knowledge. I definitely think that creates this opportunity for me to be in this constant mode of learning. And then there's always the opportunity to find others that you can impart that to. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think there is this opportunity when we talk about success, significant, and legacy and applying kind of this idea that knowledge and, and our mental acuity is going to drop in this time. But the idea is just because our mental acuity is going to drop naturally uh, doesn't mean we devalue ourselves in any way, shape, or form. And the way to do that is to say, hey, remember this thing called legacy. The legacy is what people are going to remember you by. And like I stated earlier, when... Uh, the memorials that we had coming out of COVID and everybody's putting together some material, I didn't see one thing about what people did for a job. I didn't see right. anything other than people saying, hey, I remember this about mm -hmm. this person. And I think that uh, there was a joy on their part being able to re reference back to that and share that with others. And I think that's... I view that as a lot of, there's a lot of value in that. Michael, what would be your pursuit of knowledge as you get much older? I think the, you know, the older I get, the more that I think about pursuing justice and kindness with humility. 
Um, Not bad. I think, especially today. Well, that sounded like a canned answer. You think you <laughs> I was like, that wow. down. I've got that. I've got that for my kids. I want you to pursue justice and kindness with humility. I think because in the humility part is important. We all think we have an answer, and the answer that I have for myself may not be the the same that answer that Kenan would come up with in his life. What does it mean to to act justly, to do justice, to act kindly to my neighbors, right. to my children? Um, and so doing those things consistently in life, I find, is opening up the toolbox over and over again because I'm having to, you know, when we talk about social justice, for instance, it, it is different this year than it was last year. It'll be different next year than it will be this year. As political situations change, as economic situations change, as my financial situation changes, what does it mean for me to engage in the world in a way that I'm being just and being kind and I'm being humble? Um, I think is really the thing that has kind of stuck with me and made me think uh, just as I continue to live out life, that will be the pursuit of knowledge. That would, you know, looking for those things is going to cause me to grow in knowledge. Yeah, it's almost like the imparting of wisdom, yeah. maybe as opposed to knowledge. And I, I like that thought. Yeah, me too. Anything else? That's it. Kenan? I think that's it. Thank you guys for your time. See yeah. you next time. Bye-bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. If you have a question for either Michael or Adam concerning this topic or anything else, please visit assetbuilder.com slash podcast. There you can find their contact information as well as the show notes for every single episode. This podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not to be construed as an offer, solicitation, recommendation, or endorsement of any particular security, product, or service. For more information, visit assetbuilder.com.